What's going on? Uh, not much. I, I'm not as well prepared for this show as I have been. No problem. <laughs> we probably we probably lost most of our listeners after we took a couple weeks off there. So. Yeah, lost most of our listeners. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I had a few few guys come up to me at work <laughs> and ask me if we were done doing it. <laughs> I was like, no. It's a holiday, man. Fucking holidays. Yeah. What do you want? Busy time. Yeah. There's no, like, the thing is, there's only, like, one big piece of news in the whole world, really, over the holidays. Like, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm set up here, uh, why don't you go ahead and say something interesting? All right, well, the dark side of the moon isn't so dark anymore. Ooh. I don't know if that... And just like that, we are on the air. Today is Sunday, January 6th, 2019, and this is your weekend update. What's going on, Ryan? Yeah, 2019. Happy Holy New Year. shit. When did this happen? Uh, a few days oh, ago. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I guess it depends on what calendar you use. Like, not everyone uses the same calendar. Yeah. Well, the Arab world uses a different calendar. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Russia uses a different calendar. What, what, they use like an Orthodox calendar or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 12 days behind us. 12 days behind us. Uh, hmm. So they still haven't had New Year. So they haven't even heard about the iPhone. No. And then the Chinese use a completely different. They use their own calendar too. Yeah. And they go back like... I'm pretty sure in the Chinese calendar, like they're a lot further ahead than we are. They're like... They're further ahead. 5,000 something or whatever. Oh, they shit. go all the way back to their like first dynasty. That's where their like calendar starts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so, you know, they That's... learn to translate their year into our year, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. it's like going from Celsius to Fahrenheit. It's like uh, in the Muslim world. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have a cold, by the way. Um, I hope I don't catch it over the phone here. Yeah, maybe. It's it's that new super flu. Mm. I don't know. Every year, I just assume there's super flu on the news. I don't click on any flu news whatsoever. <laughs> I don't read any of that. Because okay. every year, it's like some new flu that's going to kill everyone, potentially. Yeah. And it's just, it's just bull crap to get more flu shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you ever had a flu shot before? Oh shit! I don't think so, but it wouldn't surprise me. Like way back in the day when I was like a total normal, just listening yeah. to whatever the government told me, I probably did. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Did you? I know for a fact that I've oh, I've never ever had one. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't get the flu very often. I I had a good flu like a year or two ago maybe two years ago now yeah lasts about a few days man that flu shot is just pure bullshit it's like every single year the legitimate mainstream news comes out with a story that says the flu shot was only 19 percent effective last year 
on on the one story, and then the next day they're like, everybody needs to get their flu shot. Yes, they they've never um, <laughs> predicted it accurately. No, there's like a bazillion strains of the flu, and they they pick like the top three or whatever it is, and they put them in this fucking cocktail of shit that they give away for free now at the fucking shoppers drug mart and shit. <laughs> And I'm supposed to think that, like, the, the scientists have accurately predicted which strain is going to hit me, you know? It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if you dug into it, you would find some sort of connection between the government at the time that signed the contract to provide this stuff uh, and the company that provides it. The company that is making billions off of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These companies, these companies that make these flu vaccines, are only making billions and billions because all these governments are buying them and yeah, <coughs> hoisting them on their people. Yeah, exactly. Here hmm. I am being like that shit's ineffective, and I can't even speak. Of coffee. <laughs> it's not like I'm dying. <laughs> ah, that's just polio. No, that's I'm just not your e- polio sp- <laughs> creeping through there. Uh, Don't worry about that. No. I'm just sipping on a beer here. That's all I do. Ooh. I don't even take anything when I get something minor. Hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't think drinking is allowed on this show. Yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. Just give me a no, second no. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Continue. But yeah, you know, I don't take. I got a little bit of a cough and a sore throat, and um, you know, I'm all stuffed up. I don't even take anything. I don't take Tylenol or nothing. Yep. A bit of a headache. I just kind of. Let my body deal with it. I just drink uh, more. Yeah, well, that's it. I actually kind of stay, as actually part of my strategy, I just kind of keep a level of inebriation going. Yeah, I think so, I, I think the alcohol in the bloodstream just fights all that shit. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what you have to do, like, the real nirvana here is to reach, like, inebriation, a level of inebriation where you're still, like, you know operable yeah like you can't be fall down drunk yeah that's <laughs> um 60 percent of the time it works every time yeah this is a teaching hospital there you go you're gonna learn some things here there you go. um one of the things i learned that, and this is no big deal. This is just, you know, more tax money just getting pissed away on stupid shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, just think about having the kind of job where um, that job lets you move into a mansion, right? A big, huge, beautiful mansion. But you decide, you know, this mansion, um, it doesn't have the newest of everything in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go live at this cottage, which is also part of your job. You're allowed to live at this cottage whenever you want to. But since the cottage is designed to be kind of a vacation property, but you want to live there, there are some updates because, you know, you have a family. And so this job uh, allows you to make the decisions on how much to spend to do repairs at this place. Okay. What I'm describing is Justin Trudeau living at the, uh, um, I think it's called Harrington Lake or something like that. It's like the prime minister's official cottage, mm-hmm. as to opposed to the prime minister's official house, which is at um, Sussex Drive. Right, yeah. Um, so 
this guy, some access to information uh, requests have uh, started leaking out about some of the stuff this guy is, um, uh, who, by the way, is rich. I should I should point this out. This is a rich person mm-hmm. uh, that he's um, expensing to the taxpayers um, for his house. Um, <clears throat> building a uh, an organic garden. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's walled in because I guess he's tried to garden before and deer have wandered in and fucking ate his garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're, we're going to wall in his organic garden. Uh-huh. We're going to build him an apiary. An apiary. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he can a have like, what, birds and shit? Yes. Oh, you mean bees? Uh, you mean bees? And a- bees. Oh, okay, yes, bees okay. He's, he's going to be not a, an aviary. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. an apiary. Okay, he's yeah, going to be a, a bee guy. Okay. <laughs> yep. This all sounds believable, by the way. Yes. Uh, built a tree house mm-hmm. with a zip line down to the ground. Sweet. Yeah, that's pretty sweet, eh? A zip line. Okay. Um. He. <coughs> has expense taxpayers to fix the water system at the lake house. Mm-hmm. Not because the water is undrinkable, but because the Trudeaus found the water to be too soft. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even know the difference between hard and soft water. Like, if you handed me a glass of water and we're like, here, take a drink, I'd be like, ah. I've always heard of, like, fancy houses with water softeners, but I've never heard of someone putting in a water hardener. Yeah. Like, my water's too soft, man. I need to harden it up. Yep. Hmm. Well. Okay. I guess when you're really wealthy, you know, um, it's, oh, and, uh, $2,000 to improve the ice on the skating rink. What? What does that mean? So he was he didn't like the ice surface on the skating rink, thought it was too uneven. Mm-hmm. So they hired some professional to come in and had $2,000 to improve the ice surface of the backyard skating rink. Okay, well... The, the How often s- do you think it actually gets used? The silver lining in all of this is, since since we all helped pay for this, I'm just waiting for him to call us up and, and invite us over. <laughs> to, to check this shit out. We could do an episode of the show live from you, the skating rink. There you go. There, wow, I love it. Uh, let's have our people get on that. <laughs> let's, have our, <laughs> let's have our people. We actually have more people who work for the show than who listen to it. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> that is, listen, that is the mark of a true artist who toils and sweats to make something that they know no one is paying any attention to. You know what I'm saying? That's yes. like that's like famous painters who have died and then a hundred years later people are like, wait a sec, this guy was fucking amazing. And now they're famous long after they're dead. That's that's well, us. That's us. Wasn't Picasso like that? Yeah, that's that's who it is. Like, Picasso. He, he, there you go. Yeah, he died like penniless. Living off of his brother. Uh, see, see, you know, you get what I'm saying. 
we're we're yeah. like true artists, man. Like, just think of all the all the the hours and the work that goes into this show, and we know that no one's listening. I'd rather awesome. uh, think of us more as like the punk rockers back in the '80s, like the real punk rockers, mm-hmm. because artists are gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm writing that down i'm writing that down right here i i keep a while we're doing these shows i keep a little piece of paper here and i just write down bullet points for uh for things that we talked about so that's that's point number two is artists are gay all right and keep... i mean and i mean gay in the sense that like you know the lgbt community would call it like you're using the g word Oh, okay. I mean, gay and like, man, they're just so gay. Like they, <laughs> they I don't mean they're homosexuals. I mean they're just fucking gay. Like, so emotional. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I get and it. And like I'm, <laughs> and I'm not like some barbarian. I like to go to museums and like, when I see like a painting that's really really nice. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I when I see something that's really abstract, I do not appreciate it. Yeah. When it's like, per- particularly the abstract stuff where someone's just standing four feet from the canvas and like spraying paint onto it. With a fire In hose. random pattern. Yeah. Yeah. This brings me into sharing a story that occurred to me over our break, over the Christmas break. Okay. And, um, so, uh, at one point, uh, my oldest was playing with some paint, Mm -hmm. uh, purple paint to be specific. And we were at a place where, um, they had one of these paintings I was just talking about on the wall. They had a painting. It was a big painting on a canvas of a bunch of random colors all spattered and splattered all over the place. Yeah. Well, during a period of non-supervision, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my uh, child allegedly went over and began painting, splattering paint all over this canvas. <laughs> and uh, before things went really bad uh-huh. or worse, uh-huh. and I defined worse as before anyone noticed, uh-huh. I noticed. Okay. And so I rushed over there. And um, he already got quite a bit of paint onto the canvas. And I'm making a very honest statement right here. I could not tell where, like, the artist had ended. <laughs> and the four-year-old, like, the toddler had begun. Uh-huh. Yep. It was indistinguishable in talent. Okay. And not to steal material from Louis C.K., but I have two kids that, like, do drawings and paintings and coloring book pages for me all the time. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, it pretty much sucks. Like, all of it sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I appreciate it, but it's like, oh, wow, like, you just basically poured a whole pot of paint onto this picture. Good job. Thank you. Sometimes dogs are brown. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yes. 
So anyways, uh, I panicked, and luckily this stuff was like um, water-based kid Crayola paint stuff. Okay. So I like lick my hand, and I start rubbing like the purple blotches on this painting. Oh, my God. And some come off and some don't because I can't tell the difference between the two. Okay. So at one point, I'm like uh. licking my whole palm. <laughs> I'm like, ah! And I, I'm trying to get it off this, this painting. I believe I got it all off. And it came off pretty easily. It didn't seem to have damaged the painting at all. Okay. Um, so that's just a crazy story that happened. So to wait, me wait, wait, wait. No one noticed? Nobody noticed. This whole thing? Yes. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, okay. I, I didn't tell my wife until later, like, actually I didn't tell her until the next day. Yeah. So uh, now, like... Whenever I see that painting, because I'm sure I might see it again in the future, I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to trust every one of those purple splotches, you know. <laughs> and if the guy who painted it ever returns, you know, is he going to walk by and be like, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't I didn't smear that particular purple blotch onto the canvas, you know. Well, when the when the Royal Ontario Museum buys it in six years for two point four million, you're gonna you're gonna be wanting a cut. Yeah, you know what? I'll use this episode as yep. Uh, yep. evidence. Yep. This is January sixth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm date stamping it there for you. All right. I got your back. In the show notes, we'll put a picture of me holding today's newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you well, any, you know, do you, sorry. do you have any news this week? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. We'll go through it quick. Okay. All right. Um. So you know how we've passed that whole uh, immigration UN immigration pact thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going through it in Europe, and people all protesting, and they're all angry. So Angela Angela Merkel, the uh, German chancellor, mm-hmm. she goes on this uh, speech, and she straight up says, and I quote, nation states must be willing to give up their sovereignty. Oh, okay. Which, you know, because that's what it's all about. That's what we've said all this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I have to say, I've always loved that title that Germany has, the chancellor. It just sounds like it's out of Star Wars or something, like Supreme Leader. Yeah, the I, Chancellor. I love that title. I always have. I don't know. Sorry. Go on. All right. Well, I guess I guess it's better than Fuhrer. That fell out of fashion. <laughs> Germany, that, uh, <laughs> they don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, you know what else hmm. uh, you're not going to be doing anymore? What's up? Uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium okay. is not going to make comments about their obese otter. They have an otter that's kind of fat, and there's a picture here, and he is fat, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know those fat cat pictures? Yeah. Well, just it's an otter. He's, mm-hmm. like, really fat. And uh, they made some um, comment on their Twitter about their size, like, you know, come see our fat 
uh, otter, and a bunch of people got all upset. Okay. And so they had to release, like, an official apology. Fuck off. Yep. Fuck uh, they, uh, they called it their learning moment. Uh, learning moment. Learning that people can't take a joke. Like, come on, like, you're not going to hurt the otter's feelings. But, you know, don't <laughs> do that anymore. Wow. <laughs> Just letting people know that in 2019... Making fun of animals now is now too much. Hmm. This always makes me wonder, though, like, when you say people came forward, it's like, it, it could just as easily have been one douchebag. Like, one person. A lot of times it is. You know, like, one person one was complaint. offended, and they made such a big deal about it that, yeah, a, a big company will change something just because one asshole. You know, it's not like a fucking grassroots movement or something. It's fucking Rick, you know, who's just like, meh, this is stupid. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, there are a lot of people who are almost professional at being offended. That's what they do all day. Oh, yes. One of these people, I'm sure, is Shmuley Yanklovitz. Okay. Writing for, and you're not going to be surprised with this name, the New York Jewish Week. Ah. And this is the headline that, uh, I'm not going to read this article because you're not going to want to listen to it after I read the headline. Okay. This is, we haven't done this segment in a couple shows. This is the headline where I just, this, I just read the headline because it's just ridiculous. Here it is. Were Adam and Eve black transgender refugees? <laughs> Hey, Shmuley, no, <laughs> I am not a biblical scholar, I don't know archaeology, I don't know science, I know that there's like a scientific Adam and a scientific Eve, and there's also the biblical version, and I don't know which one he's talking about here, but I don't think any of them were transgender refugees, mm -hmm. you know. But we can't rule it out. We can't rule it out. We, <laughs> it's just odds are. Odds are not in favor of this guy's theory, I think. Let's take what they call scientific Adam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what they did through, like, what, what's the, the definition? What's the definition of scientific Adam? Well, I was just about to explain oh, that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about him as if I knew who he was. Okay, go ahead. It's okay. I have to take a drink of beer. I'm coughing now. Oh, right. Yeah. Take more medicine. Oh, uh, sorry. <clears throat> Gotta wet the whistle. Yeah. Um, no, Scientific Adam, what, what they did with the, like, the Human Genome Project and stuff. Like, Remember that was the big thing as we were growing up, that they were like sequencing the whole genome and all this shit? Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's all been done and they've done a few other species and stuff now what they found was um every single human uh goes back to a single male ancestor somewhere in the past now this person might not necessarily have been a human being mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it could have been a uh male you know homo erectus or some shit it could have been <laughs> it could have been a black transgender uh, immigrant <laughs> alien well that's what i'm thinking because you know but as far back as scientific Adam and scientific Eve is the same thing, just the the, the female DNA. Mm -hmm. Although 
I'm not sure which line got dominant first, but they're not like two that live together during the same time. They're almost certainly like, you know, hundreds of thousands of years apart. Mm-hmm. Scientific Adam and Scientific Eve. It's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Just throw in, throw in Scientific Adam into um, Wikipedia or whatever and read about it. It's pretty neat. All right. But uh, anyways, um, not transgender refugees. Because let's go back to where they were. These were like, you know, short African, let's assume they were homo sapiens. So humans uh, in Africa, so they would have been black. He's got that. Boom. Um Transgender. I'm not quite sure that existed then. Hmm. You know, because I'm not quite sure there was, uh, you know, a whole lot of tolerance in a a tribal group of like, I don't know, 20 individuals. Yeah. I guess you could say there were refugees because I'm sure they were nomadic and had to run around. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but refugee implies that you're running away from something or someone. I don't. I don't think. Uh, what's What's the term for like? Yeah, just nomads, right? Like the people who just. There's still people in Mongolia who who are nomadic, right? But they're not refugees. Oh, yeah. They're not. They're not running for their lives. Well, let's not waste any more time on Shmuley. Thank you. Fuck Shmuley. <laughs> Um, is your wife participating in January? Um, excuse me? January. (laughs) I think we're all participating in January. No, 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 no. The current month. January. January. Yes. Oh, oh, like where you don't shave your legs or something? Yes, why women are growing out their body hair. Oh, no, for me, it's like 12 months of hairy. Oh, no. This is a new <laughs> campaign. Oh, okay. Encouraging positive body image and diversity. Oh, okay. okay. Encouraging women not to shave any of their body hair for the entire month of January. Oh, that's uh, that's interesting. Good for them. Um... <laughs> You know what? I, I'm assuming this. <laughs> I'm assuming this grassroots movement was not organized by the Gillette Company. No, not at all. Okay, just to um, clarify that. It was a university student, mm. of course. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's a drama student. <laughs> this does sound very dramatic. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's like, yeah. Well, you know what? You're going to get a whole lot of parts. You know. As an aspiring actress, when you're growing a mustache, that's true. This is not good for her potential career. Well, I mean, you know what? Those roles come along once in a career. You know, we're look, we're looking like the casting director puts out a call, like we're looking for a a hairy upper lipped woman. You know, <laughs> and she's got that locked up. You know, that's uh, that's ballsy. Actually, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say ballsy, am I? No, especially since this whole thing about um, women having to shave their body hair and men not is all about sexism. That is sexist. That's really sexist. I'm offended. Yes. Yes. 
Um, I don't know. It seems that a lot of these, like, beauty norms that women do, they seem to do it of their own accord. Absolutely. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, I've never, like, I don't know, like, uh, these struggles, you know? Like, what a, <laughs> what a first world problem. First world problem. Yes, indeed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these... These people are like, yeah, you know, my forefathers had to fight in the trenches. Mm -hmm. I have to fight using armpit hair. Mm -hmm. It's all about equality. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? She's kind of disproving her point because no one gives a shit about your fucking hairy armpits. Mm -hmm. You're getting news coverage. Where's the discrimination? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if if we're following this story, I mean, you can imagine what the mainstream news is doing with it. Because um, we only follow top quality leads on this show. We do. Like, where else do you hear about who, what they're writing about in the Jewish New Yorker Weekly or whatever the fuck that was? Shmozel or whatever the fuck his name was. Shmooly. Shmooly. <laughs> Shmooly, you don't owe us anything, man. Mm -hmm. I'm just here to get your words of the black transgender Adam and Eve out there. That's a theory I haven't heard before. Yeah, well, I'm up for um, that. I'm kind of low on uh, UFO news. Ah, uh, really? Fuck, that's why yeah. I tuned into this show. Yeah, I know. There was, there was some cool stuff, but... Did, we didn't. I, we didn't see any UFOs over Christmas. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. What we did see over Christmas, and I guess I should mention it a little bit on the show, because it is huge news. And what's really interesting is that everyone seems mad about this. Um, Donald Trump said that he's going to remove U.S. forces out of Syria, and that he's. Um, considering on removing all of the U.S. forces from Afghanistan, but he's going to start with half of them first. Okay. And people seem outraged because of this. Because people two years ago, like, when he was, when, not even once he got elected, but before that, everyone was saying, like, oh, man, he's going to have his hand on the button. We're going to be in nuclear war in, in three months if you make him our president. So they were mad about that, and now he's trying to end wars, and they're mad about that. They seem to be, because they were outraged during the peace talks with Korea, with North Korea. Yeah. And now they're outraged, because he said that he's removing the troops from Syria. He said he's already ordered, and I think um, uh, half of them are leaving this month, and then the other half shortly thereafter. I think liberals so, just really like irony. I think so. You know, that's, that's my theory. Because the thing is, is Obama promised that he was going to remove um, the troops out of Afghanistan, and everyone was all happy about that. Yeah. But then he didn't, which mm -hmm. is pretty typical of the Obama presidency. All the pie, pie in the sky style stuff. Uh, he just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But um. This is like, 
you know, obviously, uh, whenever the troops want to come home from somewhere, I'm in favor of that. But what's really got me talking about this is the insane coverage of this. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want to read a little bit from um, CNN just to show people, like, how insane this is. Keep in mind, this is the reporting about the U.S. Uh, this is specifically about Syria. So the U.S. removing combat troops out of a civil war that has nothing to do with the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he says, um, uh, the ever unpredictable President Donald Trump has ordered the withdrawal of 2,000 U.S. ground troops to Syria. And uh, some of the words that they use, um, where where is it here? Uh so they always call him unpredictable. Yeah. They said that um, um, it's premature. They use the word premature. Uh, they said the withdrawal is an unexpected Christmas gift to five American adversaries. Assad, Assad's close allies, including Russian President Vladimir Putin Ooh. and Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Saeed al-Khamenei. Hmm. That's unmethodical as well as ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Wow. Um, This is interesting because Assad, his close allies, I'm not sure who that is, um, Vladimir Putin is a close ally of him, and uh, Iran is kind of doing a little bit, but they're fighting ISIS and Al-Qaeda. So how would Donald Trump, you know... How can he benefit all of them? Yeah. You know, you see what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. You know, like, you're naming everyone involved in a civil war, and if the U.S. First of all, the U.S. is apparently enemies with everyone in the civil war. <laughs> so <they're> like, <laughs> isn't this just more proof of why they should be there? Mm-hmm. So if they're fighting Assad, then they're also fighting Russia. And if ISIS is fighting Assad in Russia, and Al-Qaeda is allied with ISIS and fighting Assad in Russia, does that mean the U.S. is allied with ISIS and Al-Qaeda fighting Assad in Russia? <laughs> huh. Oh, wait, it does mean that because Barack Obama got caught uh, giving weapons to ISIS fighters. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Donald Trump said he was going to stop doing that when he got elected, and now everyone's mad about it. So, yeah, it's, uh... Hmm. Okay. okay. Just, uh... So, yeah, so, so uh, this, is, this is the big mainstream news right now? Yeah, it's the big mainstream news. That and the, uh... In the U.S. is, um... Uh... They have that partial government shutdown that happens every single time they try to pass a budget. Happened a bunch of times under Obama. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone acts like it's an outrage that the that the um, government is shut down, and they're like, oh, we're not getting any services. It's like funny. Only the services that <coughs> they actually render to the uh, citizens are the ones that get shut down. You know, the 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 cops still get paid. Yeah. The the parts of the government that drop bombs all over the world still the bombs still get dropped. 
Those parts of the government don't shut down. <laughs> the parts of the government that sentence people to prison, those don't shut down. The parts of the government that, you know, will ticket your car and shit, that park somewhere, that doesn't shut down. Mm. All the shittiest parts of the government keep going. <laughs> huh. Also, government about shutdown. this government shutdown is... Um, uh, a lot of like the left wing um, news agencies keep covering these good Samaritans like changing garbage and like cleaning the toilets at uh, national parks and shit. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has like more like anarchist leanings, where I just more voluntary type stuff, doesn't that just prove you should just fire all the people who usually work in the national parks? <laughs> Like, good job, skill group, for doing something that, like, some good work continue doing it so then we can save some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fake environment, that's for sure. Like, you're just proving these government employees aren't actually needed. Mm-hmm. But, way she goes. <laughs> <laughs> Were there really no UFO stories these past two weeks? Come on, you know. Are you just not? Right. Are you just not digging deep enough? <laughs> our our entire audience is going to be very disappointed. You want to be disappointed? Think about how disappointed you would be if you could get legally divorced by text. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. Saudi women to start getting divorced confirmation by text message. You have been served. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Wow. And uh, Saudi, you said? Yes. Okay. Because their divorce laws are basically like a man just has to say he's divorced and like walk away. And he doesn't even have to really tell the woman. So there's a huge problem of what they like secretive divorces. Oh. The woman just kind of comes home one day and like she's locked out. She's like divorced. Oh. So now, men have to legally at least text her. I gotta be like, you're divorced. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good story. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, so, they're just so that, progressive. Uh, they're so progressive in Saudi Arabia, aren't they? I wonder if that Harry Chick fighting for women's rights is willing to go to Saudi Arabia and protest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to see how dedicated you are to this cause, sister. Put your money where your hair is. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Um, All right. I do have some UFO. Um, I knew it. Stuff. I knew you were holding out on me. All right. Give it to me. Um. It's honestly not very good. I'm sorry. But, uh... It's all good. South South Carolina, over the Christmas break, Mm -hmm. there were four separate UFO sightings around the same area of, like, Myrtle Beach. Oh, Um, highly populated. There's a video of uh, one um, uh, in Charleston. Mm -hmm. That's the one in Charleston, but there was four. Um, And, like... These are ones people can YouTube or whatever. You just type in, I guess, South Carolina UFO. Yeah. 
but uh, there's a, um, I guess they were all kind of like orange discs, and uh, so that's like the biggest UFO news, like, because that's like stuff that just happened. I haven't been able to find any information on like, you know, maybe if governments had uh, recorded it or anything, but it's still new. So that's usually the kind of stuff that comes out years later, you know, mm -hmm. that's the difficulty with these types of things. Yeah. You, when you get one that's happened like this one over Christmas, um, all you get is these grainy video images, and those are pretty easily discredited, even if they're, you know, let's say it wasn't authentic. Uh, you know, it's just a grainy little cell phone image of some person going like, whoa, man! Yeah. And then, you know, ten years later, um, it's released in some red-acted document that um, references some alien event in the city and like how many people are going to remember like oh yeah 10 years ago i read it in the newspaper about this going down that's true very true mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because there's some um air force bases nearby there in uh, um charleston south carolina and uh I guess they tried to get the military to comment on whether or not it was bad information, but no go. Hmm. They were quiet. But, uh, who knows? Hmm. Um, I just, uh, over the past week, I finally got to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. And you know, like, at the beginning of the first one, Buddy's mom dies, and he runs out crying, and immediately yeah. he's abducted by aliens? Yes. And he, like, spends the next however many 20, 30 years in space. Yes. And I'm thinking, wow, like, how many people does that happen to? Like, we hear about these abduction stories of, like, where they drop them back off on Earth. Yeah. But we don't hear about the ones where they don't bring them back to Earth. You know what I'm saying? I've even read some abduction stories of, like, a guy, like, showing up, like... A long time later. Really? Yeah. Those I have pretty not heard. Big one that was. Uh, I'm pretty sure I heard of one in the Pacific Northwest where a guy showed up late. Or no, it was in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I remember now. No, it was in Alaska. All right. Yeah, and some guy disappeared, and then he literally showed back up in town like a year later. Yeah. With, like, no recollection whatsoever of what the hell was going down. Hmm. Is that not fire in the sky? Is that well, a different I think they, Wasn't that Alaska? There, there was, a, there was a, uh, a movie made about it recently, but it wasn't fire in the sky. Oh. But it has a similar thing. Like, but, uh, that movie, Fire uh, in the Sky, that scared the shit out of me. I could not, I hate that movie. I can't even watch it. It's so realistic, and I was just like, it drew me in. Fuck, hate that. He wakes up on the spaceship, and there's like all these other people that they've taken as well. It's just, ah, oh, freaky shit, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
That's why Thank the UFO stories get me, you know? I, uh, I don't know. Like, it sounds pretty crazy. Like, um, there was some other thing over the holidays. There was a uh, panel of, uh, like, um, scientists, like space scientist dudes. Mm-hmm. And, um, guys who worked in, like, uh, military space-type stuff as well, all on this big panel. And normally it wouldn't have made any news or whatever or the, anything like that. But uh, one of these guys was this um, um, CIA director of operations for an advanced system program called Skunk Works. Mm-hmm. And he was a, like a former deputy assess, assistant secretary of defense for intelligence. He was this one of these. So basically, he's a government spook, as they used to call them. Yeah. Um, and he's up on this panel, and he starts talking about uh, some British guy in the audience asks him about UAPs. Mm-hmm. We know what that is. That's mm-hmm. the British like uh, version of UFOs. Mm-hmm. And this guy says uh, that he believes there's sufficient credible evidence of UAP that proves exotic technologies exist that could revolutionize the human experience. Mm-hmm. When was this? Like, these guys don't even try to hide it. This was over the Christmas break. Oh, I'm not sure exactly the exact. Nice. Yeah, you know, they have like these tech conferences or whatever. Yeah. So these guys, after they retire and kind of get out of it, and they kind of like, you know, tour universities and wherever the fuck this was, looks mm-hmm. at some community hall or something like that, and they have these, like, they don't even hide it. Yeah. They just talk so openly about this stuff. That's awesome. I love it. Like, did this guy actually see what he calls exotic technologies? Hmm. Yeah. I've seen well, Independence said, Day. Uh, Team members have been operating under the shadows of top secrecy for decades. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, people are saying this might be a new trend towards openness on part of the U.S. government. Really? About UAP data. It's uh, That's huh. exciting. It is exciting. Wow. Maybe they're getting ready to finally tell people about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the aliens are trying to warn us against working towards AI, which will eventually destroy us. Yeah, hmm. we'll have to look up that skunk works. Yeah. Fuck that. Skunk works. Jeez. <coughs> hmm. Okay. Okay, so we covered uh, a little bit of politics, a little bit of UFOs. A little bit of UFOs. Nothing too crazy or exciting, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever happened to that Deke Duncan guy that was the the, the, the shed DJ <laughs> in the UK who was supposed to have his own show on Christmas? Yeah, he was supposed to be on the BC, BBC radio. Yeah. I don't know. I tried to find it, and I, I found, like, little short video clips, but I couldn't find the actual show that they let him do. 
I was going to play it on here. The, like the whole show, I would have made that our podcast. They were like, no one's ever going to listen to this again, Dee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it it's so uh, it, it it was a little uh like a little mini documentary it showed like they had black and white footage from the 70s of him they were they were showing cuz they were following him a long time ago they were like they knew about him and it showed the whole story they had all this footage from back in the day it was like it showed his wife like vacuuming and then she comes to the back door and she yells out like hey I'm going to the markets as if to say like you don't have to continue with your show because i'm not going to be listening anyway but he just continues (laughs) right (laughs) that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about the the true artist who's just like like he literally i know we joke about this and there might be like four people who listen to this show but for his show it was literally one and if she left it was zero and he knew it he 100% huh. knew that it was zero and he kept doing the show. That is hard as fuck. I love that. I love that dedication to a craft, you know, mixed with yeah. insanity. Like it's, it's, it's probably mostly insanity, but I love that. Speaking of dedication mixed with insanity. All right. If you know everything, anything about like Japanese imperialism and the fast. It's got a little bit of that element, okay. which brings us to a big event coming uh, um, this April. The uh, Emperor of Japan will be abdicating. Really? And there'll be a new Emperor of Japan. Yeah. Do you normally like uh, uh, let everyone know that far in advance that you're going to be abdicating? I thought it was just sort of a sudden thing. Yeah, it usually is because usually you die. I mean, I don't. No, 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 no. Like, like, like people are always abdicating. Like they don't, they don't, they're, they're technically supposed to be the ruler, but they don't want to do it. But it's, it's usually just a sudden thing. Like you spring it on people. It's like, no, I'm done. Fuck you. It's actually pretty odd. You don't like put it in the calendar. It's not unusual for it to be like that. No. Oh, Hmm. it's not unusual in your circumstance either. Usually if there's some sort of political upheaval or whatever abdications can occur pretty quickly yeah um but uh no it's not unusual for someone to plan their um transition to of power okay okay yeah um especially in the modern monarchies what is what is japan's system of monarchy and and government i i don't even know it's one of the strangest to kind of actually it's, yeah it's really difficult to actually um oh. describe because it's like yeah it's kind of like a operates like our our does in Canada like it's like no official power or whatever and is like a figurehead Mm-hmm. But technically, the emperor is, um, you know, according to the Shinto religion, like he's the head of the Shinto religion. Oh, is that uh, what it Descendant is? Okay. of the gods. Like he's believed to be a descendant of like the Japanese gods. Okay. And he actually technically has like absolute power. 
Yeah. But technically doesn't. Like, they have a very strange system where it's like... So. Hmm. All but, right. uh... Yeah, Japan's, yeah. Japan's fucked up, man. Yeah, it is. I like Japan, though. But it's fucked up. I actually, ha- <laughs> I actually have a story for you about Japan, and this might be a, a weekend update first, where I'm going to tell you a news story that you may or may not have heard. All right, so th- this is from my wife. This is straight off of Facebook, so you know it's true. So <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy in Japan recently, and uh, I don't know if he had a disease or, or what was going on, but because of whatever reason, he was going to have his junk cut off, okay? He, they were going to remove <laughs> his genitals. We've all been there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, it, it couldn't. I, I don't think it was a disease because I think it was voluntary. But it, yeah, the, so the the story was like he went on this crazy sex spree for a couple of weeks, like just to make sure that he was okay with the decision to cut his junk off. And he said, "Yep, okay, let's do it." So he had his this everything cut off, and the story was that he was going to eat it, as like he's. <laughs> Going back, I have going, heard going, about this before. Oh, you have. Like, going back to your initial assertion that artists are gay. So yeah. he, he considers himself an artist, so he was, like, going to eat his junk as an, a oh, piece God. of art. But then, but then he thought, wait a second, I can feed my cock and balls to strangers at a dinner, and they can pay to come and eat <laughs> this. <laughs> so, so he put on a dinner... For I think it was like seventy people or something, and uh, and it wasn't even much a plate. It was like two hundred and fifty dollars or something. But like, so most of them got like regular food, but certain certain ones I don't know if they paid extra or whatever. But they they had like pieces of his cock and balls like cooked and put <laughs> into the food that, that they were going to eat. And oh any God. and anyway, so like. A bunch of them complained like it wasn't cooked right and it tasted all rubbery and shit. <laughs> they complained, and now, now he's being charged with like public indecency because <laughs> because everyone saw like pieces of his dick. Like, <laughs> oh man! And this thing is like, oh. That, make, that, that makes this show worth it, you know? Oh, man. Yep. That's my story. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Is that... Um, did, did I did I tell it right, or... Am I, like, yeah. I, I'm, telling yeah. It, I'm telling it secondhand from someone else who told me. I didn't actually read it, so... No, you're right. <laughs> um... That, yeah, that's, uh, we've talked about Japan before and yeah. how they're just a dying culture. They are, yeah. There's something very culturally, like, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I should probably address the dark side of the moon comment I made at the beginning of the show. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the dark side of the moon isn't so dark anymore. The chiders are up there. What? The Chinese on New Year's Day, just after midnight, launched and landed on the moon. They not landed with people, but with rovers. Okay. They're 
they're going with people in 2020, I think. Nice. But this is the previous year. But they're going with people to the dark side of the moon. Nice. So this is this is our first like visit to the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Good. So, you know, any uh, listeners or interested people, you can start. I think the first images made it to the internet today. So the first images of the side of the moon that we don't ever see are being uploaded now by the Chinese with some cool rover. And it's just blackness. <laughs> They're like, yep, it really is dark. Well, the thing is, is that when it's, um, like, <laughs> at certain times, the sun lights up the dark side of the moon, but we never see it anyways. Okay. So this thing's programmed to send pictures when uh, it's day. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. So they're like mapping, yeah, they're mapping it out and stuff. It is pretty cool. Cool. Um, and, uh, oh, shit. There's a funny story about Uranus, too. <laughs> Mayanus? Or Uranus? Oh, I, I, I know what it was. I just wanted to say it because it's funny, because uh, uh, there's a theory now that in the ancient solar past uh uranus was hit from behind (laughs) 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 by another planet (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome yes but the funny thing is is i want it like i don't have the article anymore yeah as uh um the last couple of weeks, I had got a bunch of articles together, and then we did do the show, and I just got rid of them. And I remember this wanting to read this article because this article was written in some, I think it was the scientific journal. Mm-hmm. And it was written all serious, but since I'm so immature, I would laugh because it actually said, and I, and I remember the quote, it said, the planet much smaller than Uranus entered Uranus from behind. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> and it's got like, you know, uh, highly detailed like graphs of how these guys did these mathematical complications of the small planet entering Uranus. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, geez. I can't even read it. I'm just laughing. Oh, man. Yeah. That's too funny. I love it. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's scientist humor. Oh, and uh, coming up in, again, because I read a lot of space news looking for UFO stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some uh, rover um, thing that's out there now that's uh, going to land on um, a Kuiper Belt object, some okay. asteroid, mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's coming up soon this month. Oh, really? Keep into the space news, because that's going to be neat. Just like from a movie. Yeah. Remember there was two movies come out in the same summer about the same story, like Hollywood always does? Yeah. One was called, what, Deep Impact? I forget, that, the, I forget the other one. Yeah, the Comet movies. Deep yeah, Impact the Comet movies. is Armageddon. Oh, okay. Was the other one. Armageddon was the one with... Uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yes. <laughs> and it had the the uh, Aerosmith had that big hit song. Yes. With that movie. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Armageddon, and they yeah. land on the comet. Yeah, that's awesome. Hollywood does that a lot. They do. Two opposing studios were released like very similar movies at the same time. Unoriginal bastards. 
Yes. Hmm. Well. All right. Is there uh, is there anything that you're uh, that you're watching over the the coming week that uh, you're paying attention to, or or what? You're just winging it. I'm just winging it, man. A hundred percent. Right on. Um, we're in an election year here in Canada. Trudeau oh. goes on the chopping block. Oh, really? This, yeah, this fall. Huh. I think okay. it's in October. Okay. So that means uh, he'll be promising a lot of free stuff. A lot of giveaways will be happening. Sweet. Usually, what happens? I hope um, he. I hope he gives massive funding to the podcast industry. I hope so. Yep. Because we're <laughs> we're we're probably like top twelve in Canada for for news podcasts. I would guess. Easily top twelve hundred. <laughs> who's keeping score come on come on it's not a, it's not about the numbers it's not about the downloads it's it's about the impact that we're having with our audience you know it's true and you can't measure that but yeah, yeah here we are we're making it happen so yeah 2019 it's going to be a big year 2019 i agree big year big stuff in the works folks if everyone <laughs> if every one of the of our listeners would tell just one friend then we would have four people listening <laughs> in a couple more months so it's it's exciting it's big stuff we're actually looking for a sponsor corporate couple corporate sponsors you know yeah. Just so we can get like sound effects and you know jingles, we need a jingle. So I think we do need a jingle. All right, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Hewlett Packard and Boeing. They're looking to sponsor some podcasts. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Boeing. <laughs> I hope we get sponsored by the weapons division of Boeing. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're definitely getting sponsored by the, the, the military-industrial complex in some form. I, mean, I can't exactly say who. I'd be willing to sell out and be happy to do so. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to sell this franchise for uh, $8.4 million. By, uh... You'll never look as good bombing children as you do with <laughs> Boeing. <laughs> you know what? Here's Okay, All right. I just thought of this. Have you ever heard of the the Who? They, they had an album called The Who Sells Out in the 60s. And throughout this album, it was songs mixed with fake commercials that they made up. Nice. So, and they would just say ridiculous things about these brands. I think we should do that. I think we should make fake commercials for this show. Oh, it's like uh, they did it on fucking uh, Talladega Nights. Remember Ricky Bobby? Yes. Doing fake commercials for brands, yeah. We, Have we you ever should... seen the uh, movie series Starship Troopers? No, I never did watch that. Oh, no. I, I, mean, I love it. it. I'm kind of a, a sci-fi nerd, so I love because there's, I think there's two or three live action, and then there's two like CGI ones. Oh, okay. And I actually I like them all, and they're um, it's famous for their fake commercials that are hilarious. Oh, nice. Okay. Like they're fake commercials slash fake like propagandists that talk to um, breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience like yeah. it's like on their TV. Yeah, yeah. And 
main basis is like you're in this war against this species they call the bugs. They're insectoids. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the humans have to go fight them in swarms, and, like, tons of people die. Like, it's just over-the-top ridiculous. <laughs> it's part of the... <laughs> part of the appeal of the movie It's kind of like Deadpool, is they just completely gratuitous violence in the most ridiculous way possible. Yeah. It's all very sarcastic, the whole the whole feeling of the movie. Yeah. And so they'll have commercials that will just come on at random. It'll be like, hello, citizen, do you want to live forever? <laughs> <I'll be> like... <laughs> It'll have some guy all happy, like, yeah, I signed up to fight the bugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll show him, like, on the actual commercial, like, they'll have a camera that follows him to the front line, and then, like, he just immediately just gets bitten in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, do your part, citizen. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's... <laughs> all right. But I love fake commercials. All right. Well, let's let's aim for a fake commercial next week. I think we should do it. We can we could literally make like a dollar or two. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna pay us a dollar or two, but I just I just had to say that. I'm gonna set up a Patreon account. Patreon is that an actual thing? Is <laughs> yes, a, it is. Is it really? That's genius. Yes. That's genius. There's a lot of people leaving Patreon, eh? Patreon's doing yeah. Patreon's doing the same shit that all the rest of them are doing. They're uh, they're going through and de- deleting people that they don't like their opinions of. Yeah, well, you know. So what's ha- what's what's Patreon? <laughs> Would you stop fucking it's, coughing, man? This is odd. Sorry, man. What are you it's doing? <laughs> I'm I'm hatroning all over your coughing. Fuck. I'm dying here. <laughs> all right, we might have to just continue this discussion next week. You look up Patreon. I want to know more about it. <laughs> all right, buddy. All right, folks. If I survive until next week, I'll talk to you later. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> all right, talk to you next week. All right, later. Peace. See ya.